Yahoo Finance says this is when a reverse mortgage may be a scam. Two ways to use your home equity to fund retirement and housing market predictions, the forecast for the next five years. These are your top reverse mortgage news stories for the week of September 11th. You're listening to Heckam World Weekly, the nation's only weekly podcast for you, the reverse mortgage professional. In today's latest episode of our video series, The Industry Leader Update, we delve into a recent CBS Money Watch column that warns about reverse mortgage red flags that homeowners should watch for. So be sure to catch this specific episode at heckamworld.com. However, there are times when homeowners should run the other way or simply hang up the phone if they encounter any of the following. Yahoo Finance columnist Casey Goff writes, reverse mortgages can be helpful for older homeowners who have significant equity in their homes and want to convert it into supplemental income. That said, bad actors sometimes target seniors with misleading claims about how our reverse mortgage works. I would agree. However, her first point, much like the one that's mentioned in a recent Money Watch article that we covered in today's video, is misleading and perhaps overstated at best. And that's when a scammer sends you an unsolicited offer. Simply put, nearly all the direct mail or email marketing pieces we receive are unsolicited. But let's move on to the more reputable signs of an unscrupulous reverse mortgage originator. And here they are. The scammer tells you it's free money. Or they say they can't clearly explain just how the loan will work. Or they say they're the only lender or salesperson that you should be talking to. Or they try to charge you upfront fees, potentially even just for getting the information. Or they say that a reverse mortgage is a solution to all your financial problems. They're likely a scammer if they're very pushy or if they try to send you payments for a home that you didn't even purchase. Now, that last point warrants some explanation, which the columnist does provide. She writes, you can buy a new home with no money down. How it works? Be wary if you're approached with that specific property to purchase. Many reverse mortgage scams center around car artists oftentimes with the help of straw buyers, purchasing a distressed or abandoned property, then recruiting seniors to purchase the low-cost home by transferring the deed. They say you won't have to exchange any money, and that is a surefire sign that something's up. And here's another warning sign, a big red flag. If anyone says that a reverse mortgage is free income, they're simply lying. It is certainly not free income. It is loan proceeds, and it adds to the loan balance each month and each year. And the proceeds, by the way, I should note again, are not income. They're borrowed money. So if you ever see any originator saying that it is income, please let them know to correct the mistake. Here's another scammer tactic. They can say, we can do this without involving your spouse. We don't have to stress them out and trouble them with the paperwork. Any salesperson which attempts to do this and removes one spouse from title unnecessarily is putting both homeowners at risk. Mention the idea of tapping home equity to fund retirement and people often think you're suggesting a reverse mortgage. But a reverse mortgage is only one option and people should consider exploring other ways to extract value from their homes in retirement. So writes Mark Miller in a recent column in Morningstar entitled, Two Ways to Use Home Equity to Fund Retirement. He states that half of all households are facing the risk of a declining standard of living in retirement due to inadequate savings, the decline of traditional pensions, and lower Social Security replacement rates. But the majority of older Americans are homeowners. 
and many of these households have more home equity than they do financial assets. He defines home equity as the difference between the market value of a home and any remaining mortgage obligation, but he also adds it's an investment, but one which is different from other financial assets. One, it's less liquid and more complex to tap, and it also provides shelter and meets other human needs. Households with inadequate savings stand to benefit the most from tapping housing wealth, but everyone faces longevity risk. That is the risk that you will outlive your savings and potentially need to lower your standard of living late in life. Longevity risk has been a hot topic lately in the wake of the recent bout of high inflation, but inflation is always a risk to the long haul of any retirement plan. Housing wealth can be considered a hedge against inflation. This is especially true for homeowners who live in areas that have experienced high home appreciation, especially during the housing run-up. So what are the options? Basically, there are two. First is to sell and move. That is to extract the equity from the home sale, but it really depends on sort of a lottery, he writes. Vanguard notes, the lottery winners are those who live in locations that have enjoyed strong housing value appreciation. And then comes option number two, borrow against it. If you don't want to move, another option is to borrow against your home equity. Conventional mortgages and home equity lines of credit are one possibility, but the amounts that you borrow must be repaid with regular monthly payments. And I would also add that any line of credit in a HELOC can be taken away should market conditions change. Another way to extract one's equity through borrowing is a reverse mortgage. Miller writes that I don't love reverse mortgages. In a more perfect world, we would support the income needs of seniors through higher social security benefits and lower health care costs. Reverse loans can be difficult to understand, he writes, and they do come with high fees and some risks that have generated a lot of deserved bad press over the years. Overall, Miller is correct. There are two options. You can sell the house and move, or you can find some way of extracting it. However, a reverse mortgage does remain one of the most unique ways to do so, in that the HECM is the only loan that does not require any monthly mortgage payments, and the unused portion of the line of credit or principal limit actually increases. And in a final segment for this week's podcast, we have housing market predictions, the forecast for the next five years, courtesy of Bankrate. It's been a wild real estate ride over the last few years after a red hot market characterized by super low interest rates and frenzied bidding wars, mortgage rates increased to their highest level in more than 20 years. The average rate for a 30-year mortgage more than doubled between August 2021, when it was just 3%, and August 2023, when it reached over 7%. This led to a slowdown of buying activity. Even so, with inventory still scarce, home prices remain unaffordable in many parts of the U.S., so writes columnist Dina Cheney in a recent Bankrate article. There are plenty of predictions about just where the housing market is going to go and move forward in 2024, but... What about beyond? First, let's look at one of the biggest drivers of the housing market, mortgage rates. Mortgage interest rates could continue to increase, says Lawrence Yoon, National Association of Realtors chief economist. And he adds that 7% could be the general level for the rest of this year and most of 2024. However, Yoon notes within two years, he says the rate should return to 55 to 6%. He also foresees no major changes in purchase price tags on nationwide level, at least within the next year, with fluctuations of only about 5% one way or the other. The only exception is California, says Yoon, where the market could see 10% price declines. 
Because it is so expensive, said Yoon, California is always the most vulnerable to changes in interest rates. That scenario is already playing out in the priciest areas of California. For example, San Francisco median home prices are down 9.71% since last year, according to Redfin data. Then comes the question, will the housing market crash? The column says, while it may show bubble-like characteristics, Yun does not expect residential real estate will pop. He does, however, predict that sales will be at a low point next year with only 5.3 million units sold. But he also foresees a gradual increase in sales up to an annual of 6 million units by 2027. That sounds like a low plateau. Now, despite today's higher mortgage rates, home prices are still strong, says Yoon. Even if they decline 5% or 10% in California next year, that is not anywhere close to crashing, which he says is characterized by a one-third drop. Now, I want to add this. Housing crashes do not happen overnight. Typically, they don't even happen within a year. There is always a lag effect when it comes to monetary policy changes in interest rates. We're just beginning to see some of them. But what you do want to look for are the continuing changes and impacts in the housing market. And some of them may be a little bit more severe than the National Association of Realtors suspect or others. We just don't know. But the good news is presently, home prices right now are in an average of 25 to 35 percent higher than they were pre-pandemic. That traces back to May 2019. So there is plenty of home value out there in most markets. That concludes another episode of Heckam World Weekly. We want to give a shout out and thank our new Spotify listeners who have been joining us. Thank you. Also, Apple users can continue to listen and subscribe on iTunes. And we have been on podbean.com since the beginning. You can also listen there. Be sure to return next week for more reverse mortgage news, commentary, and analysis here on the go. And again, don't forget this week's video, which you can find at heckamworld.com. Have a great week. 